You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome to Midlife State of Mind Podcast. We're your hosts, Belinda Fleming and Aaron Beadle, two middle-aged women who guide you on this winding road. Today we're talking about all the hubaloo about midlife and the havoc that maybe some people are experiencing or at least the media wants us to think is happening in midlife, right? Yeah. So mayhem in midlife. If you've ever seen one of the Allstate commercials where mayhem goes on a rampage and he does all kinds of damage. <laughs> but we're going to talk about some of the things that we weren't warned about in midlife. Some of them maybe we might perceive as more negative, but we're going to also talk about some of the perks of midlife. One of the things that I wish that someone had warned me about in midlife was the possibility of getting chin hairs. What? <laughs> chin hairs? <laughs> it's like that, what is that um, little pig, like that by the hair of my chinny chin chin? And funny story, when I got my first chin hair in like, say, 40, I believe it was, I... Um, I don't know. I see a few. <laughs> For you listeners out there, I think I see three or four on Aaron's chin right now. Listen, I have magnifying, <laughs> a 15 times magnifying mirror. And that sucker gets brought close every day to check for chin hairs. <laughs> but I told my boys, I have three boys, if you're a new listener and you may not know, but I have three boys. And I've told them that one of them has to promise me that when I'm in the old folks home, that they come by periodically to check and pull any chin hairs that I can't see. Because one of the things that we're gifted with in mid life is our vision goes and that's part of the it can be a blessing though that's why I say it's a blessing because then you don't notice all of the things that are going on with your face and every time I get out my 15 times magnifying mirror and I'm like oh my gosh and Jeff's like why do you have that thing? And I'm like, because I got to check for like my chin hairs. <laughs> but So chin hairs, over 40% of women experience chin hairs at some point in their midlife journey. And it's usually when your hormones start to change and you get an excess of androgens, which are just the male hormones, because as we start to drop our estrogen and if our testosterone is still a little high, maybe we'll sprout a few chin hairs here or there. And there was a, an interesting study that I read about said that women living with unwanted facial hair reported high levels of anxiety and depression and spent on average 104 minutes each week on facial hair removal and maintenance. Goodness. That's wow. crazy. So it is a real, it can cause a lot of distress. And so if you are a woman who has got a stray chin hair or two, there are some options that you can look into. The best thing that you can do is to see your doctor and they can check for any underlying causes that may be attributing to it. Yes. Right. But if it's just your your nuisance stray chin hair from midlife, you can do laser hair removal, you can do electrolysis, you can do creams that will take the hair, you know, like a nair razors. I'm a big fan of shaving women, shaving their faces all over because that's why men end up looking younger because they shave every day. And some women embrace hair growth, honestly. Absolutely. If you're going to rock it, rock it, man. Absolutely. I personally, when I see one, it stresses me out to no end. (laughs) So I'm like, I got to get that thing out of here. So I pull them. The other thing that women experience often in midlife is I call it downstairs kitty cat problems. (laughs) 
So one of the things that I became acquainted with just a year ago, I heard the term for the first time at 51 was vaginal atrophy. And I was like, what the heck? Do I need to like lift weights with my vagina? Because <laughs> I think of atrophy like when you're not getting used. So pray tell, where did you hear of this? I read of this to you? Well, I read about it in the menopause manifesto. So when I went for my annual checkup last year, I asked my doctor, I said, hey, do I have vaginal atrophy? And she goes, eh, a little bit. So you might be wondering, what the heck is vaginal atrophy? It is basically where you get a thinning, a drying, and inflammation of your vaginal walls, which is due to your dwindling estrogen levels. Again, estrogen is one of those hormones that has many, many benefits to us. Plump skin, plumps up our vaginal tissues, all of our skin in our face. As our estrogen levels decrease, we can have issues. And so if you've ever, if you're a woman in midlife and you have any itching or burning, or any pain with sex, or sometimes you can have an increase in UTIs, you probably have a degree of vaginal atrophy. It actually affects over 50% of women in midlife, but only 20 to 25% seek treatment. I think because we there's a stigma mm-hmm. with it. You know, we don't want to talk about it. Or maybe you haven't even looked down there in a while and you're not even aware of it. Yes. So we have to really check well, our, you have our lady to, parts. You need to be very well acquainted with your lady parts, let me tell you. <laughs> but it is up inside. It's not the vulva, although the vulva can shrink, which is the outer, what typically is known as the vagina. I don't want to get all technical on you folks, but your vagina is just the canal. It's just where the baby comes out of. Oh, well, I wanted to also just let everyone know the Menopause Manifesto was written by Dr. Jen Gunter, and it is a roadmap to your health and happiness before, during, and after menopause. So despite being the most important transition for uterus owners after puberty, menopause is shrouded in mystery, judgment, some prejudices. Absolutely. And this book really is a guide that combats ignorance with scientific facts, expert advice, and a healthy dose of feminism. So if you're interested in, in, in looking into that, it is a roadmap for you to own your own health and know the facts. And it is beautifully written. So. It's an amazing book. It absolutely changed the way I think about menopause because I do think you're right. It's, you know, you're considered old and used up and dried up when you've gone through menopause. Menopause isn't a flaw and we need to change that mindset. Exactly. It is an essential part of living as a human being, a woman in this world, and we need to embrace it and we need to be knowledgeable of it. And there's no shame. Right. Exactly. Knowledge is power. Well, so if you are someone who is having any issues like itching, burning, painful sex, There are lots of treatments that you can seek. Talk to your medical provider. But there's things like hormone replacement. There's vaginal tone exercises that you can do that your doctor can help you. Or a PT that specializes in pelvic um, floor. floor. We know a great one if you're interested. um, You can let us know. You can message us. Yeah, send us a message. But... Just to also, the the upside of this is no more periods, ladies, no more menstrual cycles, and we can have a happy and healthy sex life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to mention also there's things like lasers, and then also if you're a smoker, stop smoking. That is a huge one. Lastly, what I did, because I'm I'm not a candidate for hormone replacement, but is there are hyaluronic acid suppositories. So the same thing that we use to plump up our skin on our face when you use those serums, it's the same thing 
in a little vaginal suppository that you just put up two or three times a week. And personally, I've been on them for a year now and they have made a tremendous change. I was noticing with sexual activity that I would have irritation, not so much like pain Mm -hmm. during, but I'd be a little bit irritated afterwards. And it's been a game changer. So I highly recommend you look into that. One of the other things that I think is a very common phenomenon in midlife is brain fog, which affects over 66% of women, right? Unbelievable. And, you know, I think about brain fog was something that I dealt with as a 20-year-old and a Mm 30-year-old when I would have my pre-menstrual. Like the right when you were about to start your period, you have it, which is why you have it in post-menopausal because there's that drop in progesterone, that really spike in estrogen, which would cause brain fog. And it's much more common in midlife or it has a lot more ramifications. I think it depends on if you're you're staying in pre-menopause for a a longer extended period of time. Yeah, like the perimenopause. Which I was very, very fortunate. I went through menopause very quickly. And so I I don't experience the brain fog as much as I did when I was my younger self. Right, when you were having the changing hormones. Yeah. Perimenopause can last for 10 years. The average age of menopause is 52. But brain fog can just be difficulty in concentration. So if you're a woman who's in this perimenopausal stage or postmenopausal stage, and if you find yourself having trouble with memory or concentration, it's just brought about by your changing hormones. And also it can be exacerbated by sleep disturbances. So think about like vasomotor symptoms, like hot flashes that wake you up in the middle of the night, then you may not be able to go back to sleep. Well, it just really emphasizes the idea of how important it is to have good sleeping habits, Mm -hmm. good exercise habits, and definitely high level nutrition. Know your body, know that nutrition is fuel for all of these different things that are happening with the perimenopause and the menopause. So very, very important. Well, the other thing that you can do, some management strategies, besides the things that Belinda said, is to slow down Mm -hmm. and then also not to try to multitask. Maybe you could multitask in your 20s and 30s or you thought you could multitask. It's actually been proven by scientific studies. It's a myth. You can't really multitask well. Right. Not even people who think they can, but especially in this time period where you have brain fog, you really have to be focused on one thing at a time and not try to allow yourself to be to have your attention drawn in different directions well honestly depending on whatever age that you are honestly that isn't the factor about multitasking multitasking is a hindrance to your performance at any age yes it really is we used to think that oh wow i know personally I wear a lot of hats and people say, oh, wow, you can do so many things at one time. And what I have learned over time is that I need to slow down, just like what you said, and I need to put my full attention on whatever the task is at hand and focus before I move on to the next task. Right. I don't wear multitasking any longer as a badge of honor. It, 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 it's not because it only means your attention is being pulled in many different directions. And that's where time blocking is really helpful is like, you're like, okay, for this 10 minutes, I'm going to check email. Then this 20 minutes, I'm going to put towards turning phone calls calls. or whatever. And so we become more efficient and less likely to make mistakes if we can learn to compartmentalize and these blocks of time, which you've always accused me of living my life in 15 minutes. Well, I said, yes, exactly. (laughs) I say, 
Belinda schedules her life in 15 minute increments and I'm always how do you do all your things but she does it well I have Thank to say you. I give her major props but um, I've definitely it's it's been an effort for me and very much you know you've honed in on yes. what works for you and you know that you have to be very intentional with your time. Absolutely. All right. Well, so we've covered a couple of the things that maybe you might consider more of the negative side of menopause, if you will, although everything has a positive spin. And so we want to leave you with some of the positives that come with midlife, postmenopausal, perimenopausal. And one of those is like Belinda mentioned is no more periods. So no more mood swings, no more PMS. You can wear white whenever you want. I can remember a trip I took to New Orleans on a couple's trip and of course I started my period and I had packed white jeans and my period came early. Oh no. And if this is TMI people but put in that super plus tampon and then you bleed through it in two minutes and down your legs any female listeners can absolutely relate, relate to that experience because we've all had it happen. You know, when you are postmenopausal and you start having or start lengthening out your periods in perimenopause, you're like, yes. No periods. You don't have to worry about packing tampons anymore or worry about having any issues. And then it makes sex more spontaneous, right? Absolutely. You don't have to worry about, oh, for this whole week, I'm not going to feel amorous. You're always fresh as a daisy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) One of the other upsides to this time period is that you have more time for yourself in your relationship. You've raised your children or maybe they're they're getting closer to, to being fully raised and you're able to center more on what are your likes what are your passion what are you passionate about building stronger relationships because when we're raising our children gosh you know we actually hardly have time for ourselves much less for developing stronger relationships with our family members with our friends so there is this wonderful opportunity to prioritize mm-hmm. self-care prioritize figuring out what makes you happy what makes you tick? What are you passionate about? And then go out and embrace it full on living your best life. Right. Immerse yourself in it. Yes. And it's interesting because tell the story that you shared with me about you're in school. You're my friend that's perpetual student, which I adore that about you. You're always learning, always expanding and the sky's the limit because as long as you're living and breathing, you're I want to be learning. You're learning. And you could tell a couple of stories because I know you and I, with me being a nurse and you're doing your functional medicine uh, training right now, if we, we are probably the worst patients, right? <laughs> we want to direct our care and we, we know to tell everyone, hey, this is what's going on. We know our body so well yes. and we understand the medical procedures and the why and the ins and the outs. And so sometimes we can be the absolute worst, worst patient. patient. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the one that the doctor's like, oh my God. Here we go. WebMD in here. And it's like, but yeah, definitely I think that midlife, it's like when I decided to do the functional medicine program, because it's a two and a half to three year program. And I started when I was 52, but I'm like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to turn 55, whether I finish this program or not. So why don't I have the time now that I can devote to this learning? It's always been something that I've been super passionate about health and wellness for the past 25 five years. Mm -hmm. And so I really just sat there and thought like, 
why wouldn't I do it? You know, I mean, why wouldn't I become a functional medicine health coach to help other people live their best and healthiest lives? You know, it just, it was an easy yes, which I have to say, I'm kind of impulsive. Once I make up my mind, I don't know if our listeners can relate to this, but I usually, I'm very good at following my intuition and my gut because I think I've spent years tuning into it and you and I through our practice of yoga and our yoga training and then just us doing the practice of yoga, we know when that little voice inside of us is like, this is what you need to do, right? Well, I think what's interesting too, we're very young at heart. We're slightly older in other places around, you know, the body, <laughs> but we're very young at heart. And the yoga also is a youthfulness. There's a youthfulness that this practice of yoga and teaching yoga affords us. And I just, when I'm when I'm around you, I feel uh, your energy and it, it is very beautiful. And I think it's encouraging to other people that you come in contact with and because you go out and you seek to have you know meet your dreams or fulfill your dreams it's it's very wonderful for other women other men to see that we're never too old to pursue our dreams well let's talk about belinda because belinda has climbed mount kilimanjaro the only woman uh, she led a group of how many people oh gosh we probably started out with about 10 people Uh yeah and she was the only woman that made it to the summit i mean come on can you i mean I had no doubts. Let me just go ahead and tell you, I knew Belinda was going to make it. I was like, there's no one who can put mind over matter more than you. (laughs) She's run how many marathons? A bunch. Training for one now. Half a dozen. Yeah. So we both are of the mindset that we put our mind to it. We can do it. Right. We face our fears. We speak our truth. We live our very, very best life. And we want to inspire everyone else to do that as well. Absolutely. And then the last is, it's not the last meaning the only other perk, but the one that we want to mention is that midlife will bring to you a self-confidence that you maybe never have experienced, even if you've been a confident person. Wouldn't you agree? I do. I think there's something really magical and liberating about this midlife state of mind. And if you are part of this tribe, if you're listening and you're, you're in the tribe of 45 and older, we'll say, for midlife, you know exactly what we're talking about. You're more comfortable in your own skin. You might have to have the magnifying mirror to catch those chin hairs, but you're definitely more comfortable with who you are, what you believe, and what you stand for. And life can actually be better and better and better as we age gracefully and we grow in our own confidence and we keep glowing even more and more as we get older. I I definitely, I mean, I've always been fairly confident, not overly confident by any means, but confident enough. I've never had any self-confidence issues, but midlife has just been, it opened up even, and I thought 40 did it for me, but 50 really did it where it's not my responsibility what other people think about me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's finally clicked. I mean, I think I gave lip service to it at 40, like, oh, I don't really care what people think about me. But in the back of my mind, it was still that little nagging, like, what do people think about me as a mom? What do people think about me doing this or that? And and it's finally so, it's just so liberating to finally say, it really doesn't matter, right? What people think. Well, there's a saying to be old and wise, you must be first young and stupid. <laughs> I don't want to stay young and stupid. I love 
love this evolving into being older and wiser. So yeah, it's a great it's a great stage and it's a wonderful opportunity for us to embrace it wholeheartedly. Definitely. Well, we hope that you guys got a little bit of insight into midlife if you're not quite there yet or if you are and you've been wondering, do other people have this? Is this common? Yes. Anything that you're experiencing is common. Talk about it. Don't be ashamed about the the changes that happen in midlife. Embrace them. Live your life to the fullest. We want you guys to weigh in. So head to our socials on Instagram and Facebook, Midlife State of Mind Podcast. Tell them where they can find us on the website. Okay, midlifestateofmindpodcast.com. We have opportunities for our upcoming retreat that's in Italy in October. If you are interested in reclaiming your wholeness alongside Aaron and I, please check it out. And we also have a link for all of our podcast episodes on the website and a little bit more information about Aaron and I, and we would love for you to check it out. We will see you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. This has been an E-Squared production.